Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I am your host, Kim Schlag. Today, I have a really exciting guest. Well, I guess I'm super excited about. I'm excited for you to get to know her. I've interviewed lots of really uh, interesting people who have had amazing messages to share. Today, I'm a tiny bit nervous because this is actually a personal (laughs) idol of mine. Uh, As you know, if you've been following me for any length of time, I'm very interested in powerlifting. And with us today is a 10-time IPF World Powerlifting Champion. Her name is Jen Thompson. And she is just an amazing lifter. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Well, I'm thrilled that you're excited. So, Jen, before we start talking too much, I want you to tell people, because this isn't on a video, and when I just described to them, and I'm going to tell you guys, Jen, can, was your new record, was it 315 pounds in the bench press? Uh, it would be 317. 317 and, and a half. Yeah, let's get it. And don't forget. I will half. not forget that half. That's a lot. 317 and a half. 317 and a half bench press. So saying that, people might get a picture in their mind of who you are and what you look like. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how old you are and what you do. And let's have people get a good picture of you. Okay. Well, a lot of times people think that I'm some gigantic woman right. when they, I bet. <laughs> they see those numbers, <laughs> but I am not. Um, I usually weigh in like for contests around 134, 135, and I'm rather tall for my weight class. So it's, um, I always like to say um, big things can come in small packages or you don't have to look like a man to lift like one is sort of yeah. one of my favorites. How tall you are you? You look very feminine. A uh, five, five. five, five. So you're not like super tall, but yeah. you're just tall for your weight class. You no, <laughs> but in the powerlifting world, like in my weight class, I'm usually like a whole head above. Wow, you know? that's amazing. It's the, it's the only time in my life I sort of feel very tall. <laughs> that's awesome. And do you mind? If, yeah, do you mind if I ask you to tell people how old you are? Now I'm 45 years old. 45 years I old. Started, yeah, I started um, in my late 20s is when I started competing. I started weight training in, when I, in my 20s. I didn't compete till my first competition was 1999. 1999. Okay. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> and I think it's also cool for people to know you're a mom, right? Yeah, I'm a mom. I have two boys. They're um, 13 and 15 now. So we're heading into those wonderful teenage <laughs> years. <laughs> I have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old myself. I know exactly what you're talking about. 13 and 15. Uh, great years, but, you know, emotional years, rough years. Um, There's some ups and yes, downs. Yes, <laughs> lots of ups and lots of downs. So, okay, so you're a 45-year-old 40, mom of two. Tell everybody what you do for a living. Well, I teach high school. Um, I taught um, high school algebra for about 21 years. And then this year I started teaching um, some honors nutrition classes. And I have also an all-girls health and PE class this year. You do? Okay. Yes. All right. I definitely want to talk uh, to you about all of that. That's really interesting. That's super interesting. So it's been a fun fun shift. All right. We're definitely going to get to that. But I want people to know about your powerlifting career. So you started lifting in your 20s. Just something you did for fun? Um, Well, yes. Um, I uh, was a runner in high school and I did some distance races, like um, long distance races in college. My dad was a big runner, so I kind of fell into running um, because he said, you're a white girl, so you just need to run. Oh, nice. (laughs) 
we'll find out in this conversation. My dad is very like uh, Archie Bunker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if everyone okay. knows. Okay, yeah, is. I do. <laughs> Politically incorrect. Okay, okay. Very, he believes in all stereotypes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> So I did do that. I was a long distance runner because that's what he said my, my destiny was. And then um, when I got into college, I um, moved in with um, some people into like a rental house where I was putting myself through school. And one of the guys was um, big into weight training. And we actually had like free weights in our basement of our rental house. And so he would invite me every day to come down and lift weights. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to go run my five mile or whatever. Um, but I could hear them down there. Like it was a big group that would show up every day at the same time to come lift these weights. And they were laughing and having a good time and hollering. <laughs> so finally, one day I'm like, okay, I am going to see what this is all about. And so I, um, I started going, I started, I stopped running and I started weight training with them and they taught me how to do everything. And I learned to kind of lift by like a, the dude's rules. Okay. <laughs> and, and eventually it got to the point where um, I was just as strong as some of them. So it was really, it was pretty cool. How long did that take? Um, it took a few years. Okay. Like in the beginning, of course, you know, like I wasn't very strong and they get go. A lot of people just figure that like I was just naturally strong, mm-hmm. but like I started benching with the dumbbells cause I wasn't real sure about using the big barbell. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started with just small plates and, you know, keep adding keep adding until like I got to like the 95 with the two quarters on the end I thought was very cool yeah um I was really excited and then it just kept going and going and going so it's like you know I know that 317 and a half is you know a large amount of weight but I started at a very low point and I've just increased over 20 some years just kept gaining the whole entire time at just uh, a regular pace it wasn't like I just picked it up and was super strong one day. Yeah. And so how did you get into competing in powerlifting then? Um, well, I start, you know, I started getting as strong as some of the guys and um, I ended up marrying my, one of the guys. He's oh, like, you did? Okay. So um, we, I knew like back then, so this was a while ago, I don't know like the average age of your lifter listeners, but um, you know, this was back in the early 2000s, late 90s and like fitness was big mm-hmm. you know where there's bodybuilding and there was fitness which is where like you was kind of like a bikini posing but then you did some gymnastic stuff with it yes um and that was kind of it for strength sports like strong man women hadn't really come through mm-hmm. and I didn't even know about lifting and weight there was Olympic weight lifting but it was um so unknown really there's just you know a handful of people doing it so when we were in our honeymoon we were on we went to venice beach florida or florida venice beach uh, california and there was a um, bench press competition going on on muscle beach in this like outdoor arena and so we walked up and i watched and i thought oh i can do that oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i found it i found the sport because i knew like I didn't want to walk around in a bathing suit. Yeah. I knew I, I didn't have a gymnastics background to do the fitness. I didn't want to diet and bodybuild. So I wasn't quite sure what I could do with this like newfound strength. And I just happened to fall upon this competition. And, and I went, went and won the very next year. And then I have never stopped. <laughs> that's so interesting. You know, that's how, uh, that's how I found powerlifting as well. I thought I wanted to compete in like bikini or something because I liked lifting weights and I liked the idea of competition. 
And as it was getting closer and closer, like, okay, I should get a coach and a competition. I was, I was started thinking, first of all, it felt very unhealthy. I'd worked on getting healthy. And the other part was, mm-hmm. I didn't really like the idea of just getting in a bikini and walking around on stage. <laughs> and uh, right. it was around that time I saw somebody online powerlifting and I was thinking like, well, what is this? That looks like, yeah. <laughs> that looks like something I could try. Right. Well, I'm back in 1999 too. The internet was just starting and there really wasn't anything on it. Like it would take forever to load a page. People didn't really have websites yet. So, I mean, they're really, I mean, the only resource we had was like muscle and fitness magazine. And that was really kind of it. Like they're just that you didn't, there's just no way to find out about it. Like it's so easy now. It's great. And so you've been at it for 20 years now. What do you love about it? Uh, mostly I love the people. Yeah. (laughs) I think we have a sport of amazing, supportive community of people. And so, you know, it was like every competition we did, we got, we got to meet up with our old friends from across the country. And so I really enjoyed that. I enjoy the, um, I enjoy the workouts. I enjoy like the routine of it, but I love that you're always striving for something better each time you get into the gym. Yeah. So I like that, that, that competition among yourselves mm-hmm. sort of, and, and it's constantly different. You're constantly changing things. Um, and it very much became part of, you know, like who I am in my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I don't really think of it as like having to go train is just something I do as part of my day. And something I enjoy. you have a really <laughs> unique training situation. So tell everybody about Thompson's gym. I mean, it's not like you're heading off by yourself going down the street to a gym. No. Well, for a long time, it was just Donovan and I, my husband. Um, we He's been my, like, permanent training partner forever. And over the years, we've sort of gone through various people that have come mm-hmm. and gone and come and gone. But it's always been us two, for sure. And then people have kind of come and gone, go, gone throughout the years. But we have... Uh, a weight a weight room in our basement and um, and so we have just a variety of people that show up every day to train with us so we're very lucky in that way but it's not like I always feel like people think they have to have like some professional or some top level power lifter come lift with them it's my kids it's my kids friends it's a couple neighbors from down the street Um, and so they just they just swing by and they're like hey can we come lift today yeah that's amazing uh yep and every day there's a different number of people in there. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Do they tell you before up. they come or they just show up? Usually, usually. But we yeah. have like a, a Google calendar that says, you know, what the days are because it changes from week to week. Um, my husband's an ER doctor and so his schedule is constantly different. So we have like a Google calendar that we send out to everyone and they can just look up and see when the workouts are and then show up if they want. Got it. So, so do you train at the same a, time? At the same time every every day that you train, is it always almost. the same time? It's usually like four o'clock. Got um, it. The days are always different because we we like to work on like a, a two day, we work out two days in a row and then we take two days in a row off. Mm-hmm. So we like to work on a two on two off. Got and it. And it's an eight day cycle cycle instead of seven days. Mm-hmm. So you're never always working on on the same days every week. Got it. Got it. And, and so changes. what does that environment of people do for you? It sounds like it must be really enjoyable, first of all. Yeah, it makes it like it makes it so it's not like an arduous thing that you have to go to. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going and you're hanging out with your friends, you know, you're it's, yeah. you know, for Donna and I, it's a time to decompress about the day or talk about different things or, um, you know, it's hanging out with our friends. And then it's as we're weight training, we're encouraging each other and, um, you know, cheering and it's a 
high, high energy atmosphere, which is nice. Now, do your boys both so, compete? Um, just my older one does now. He's been doing it. We, he started at 14. And then the younger one um, will have the option once he's 14 if he wants to. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that sure he wants he to. Will. And what he works out with us, yeah. but I don't know that he wants to compete. He's not, he's a little shy. Got it. Got <laughs> it. What do they think about you and your powerlifting career and your world records? Like, what do they say about that? I don't really think they think all that much about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, they've lived with it since they were babies, you know? It was yeah. Just something that they grew up with. And, the one thing I think is different now with um, the way social media sort of catapulted our sport um, is I wouldn't call it mainstream yet, but it's definitely more so than it used to be. So it is odd for them. Like when we go to meets and stuff to have people want to stop and have me sign things or want their picture with me. Yeah. That or they sometimes they just want cool. a picture with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fun. that's been like a, a, a fun uh, turn in that I think for them more so. Um, yeah. Is, has been a change lately but up to then I mean I just it's just it's just what know, you do and they're not that yeah it's just what we do and they're not all that impressed with it. <laughs> like I'll try to tell Tucker I'm like you know listen you know you need to use a little more leg drive you're not really squeezing that hard and I'll be like whatever Mom. whatever what do you what do you <laughs> like, know <laughs> what do you know about Ben okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I guess we're, we're just parents to them what, what do you know so how about your students how, what did they what do they think about this like alter ego you have besides teacher by day you know world record power i think it's pretty cool yeah yeah they're more like impressed with like the social media stuff i really yeah. like the status that way more than yeah what do because it's that's you know their generation is that's um, their world how many followers do you have and right you know, how and who are, you're on youtube and that's pretty cool so that seems more impressive than i guess probably what i'll actually than do the actually lifting um, got it got yeah. it got it so you said you're teaching nutrition this year and you're teaching an all girls PE class. Do you guys, do you lift with the yeah. girls in your class? We do like a, yeah, we'll do a weight um, training like unit. Um, it's been kind of fun. I wanted to really, uh, I'm not a certified gym teacher. So, but you down in North Carolina, you can teach one class out of your certification. Okay. So even though I'm not certified in PE, I can still um, teach it. And I wanted to, uh, you know, just kind of break the mold of what a general PE class is. And I wanted to really venture into different things. So we did a unit on CrossFit. We did a unit on Zumba. Um, and we're currently doing like a dancing unit right now. <laughs> Are you teaching um, that too? Yeah, I've had to had to do a little research on that one. <laughs> That's not really my area, but some, I have some I have some other teachers helping me, so that's been good. And then um, when we get back from um, winter break, we'll hit a um, weight weight training unit. So, um, and then we also have a yoga unit that we got co- going on. So I wanted to kind of, um, you know, really expose them to a lot of different things. Wow, that's um, opposed that's to just you know like playing basketball, or yeah, volleyball. Or right, like right. Well, those are some lucky girls to have you as their gym teacher. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me some about your nutrition class then. Are you teaching just general nutrition? Are you teaching about nutrition in the real world? What, what's that about? Yeah, um, mostly like uh, some of it is obviously just like um, content stuff, like understanding the six, new, new, six essentials and what they do for your body. Um, what we're doing right now is we're looking into um, being a vegan. 
Okay. And so um, we're looking at the nutritional aspects of trying to be a vegan and why you want to be a vegan and what's the pluses and minuses of it. Um, And then so we kind of go through more content stuff. And then towards the end of the year, we get more into, you know, like if you're an athlete, how does that change your diet versus if you're not an athlete or what kind of athlete you are, things like that. So it's really kind of been able to sort of make it up myself, which is okay. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's kind of trying to make it very meaningful and pertinent to to their lives. And amazing. It really has been amazing with, you know, our whole generation of people that I mean, our kids are just grown up on processed food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing once you sort of explain to them, like, how bad that stuff really is. I, you, I can see, you know, their snacks starting to change and them starting to look at nutrition labels and starting to really think about what they're putting in mm-hmm. their bodies, which I think is so important. I personally think it should be a required class for for people in school, for students. I don't know what, at what grade I think yeah. it should start, but yeah. the adults know how to yeah. The adults I work with um, do not know how to eat for their health. They don't know how to eat for their goals. They don't know how to eat generally to, um, you know, to have the body that they want. And I'm educating them. And, you know, a lot of the people I work with are in their 30s, 40s and on. And they've gotten this far in life and they're just learning from me, like, what's a calorie? How does that impact Mm -hmm. my body? Like, what's a protein source? You know, like, how do I put Mm -hmm. meals together? And I think it's something that we're failing our our society on that we need to get this in the schools so that kids should be able to know not only how to read and write and do math, but like, how do I eat for like my life, my health? I mean, just, just, I mean, you know, and I'm sure, you know, just the statistics and the information of, you know, just how prone we are to different cancers and heart disease based on how horribly we eat. Yeah. Um, And how much you can really impact and change that with just some small changes and, and your lifestyle is just, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like it's, oh, what, why are we not doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And you know, the education piece is huge. There's just so much misinformation out there. There's just so much misinformation. So yeah. I think that's great that you're teaching that way. So what is your nutrition like? What's your nutritional <laughs> philosophy personally as an athlete? Um, mostly I just, I mean, I don't follow like a super strict um, regimen Um, I do like when I'm getting, I have to watch my diet to maintain my weight class. So, um, I do have to play around with that a little bit. I do usually when I'm, I'm about, um, eight weeks out from a competition, I'll macro just a little bit, um, to just kind of get myself in check with what I need, where I need to be Mm -hmm. as far as proteins and carbs and fats. If I do that just for like a couple of weeks and then it drives me crazy and I can't do it anymore. (laughs) So it's not like you're tracking your food all the time. No, but I just, you, you know, I'm sure you work with lots of people where you just don't realize what you're eating Mm -hmm. unless you put it in. And then you're like, holy crap, all that (laughs) stuff adds up so quickly. And you just didn't even realize how much of it you were actually eating. You know, when you grab a handful of that or you just grab a box of crackers and just blindly eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I have to do it to get myself back in like my nutritional zone. But I like, I don't go hungry. I just really make sure that I'm eating well, like limiting the processed foods, upping the veggies and the protein, um, I do, you know, a couple of um, protein shakes. I like a few few bars, um, but I just feel like, you know, with nutrition, if you can just eat more, the more natural you can eat, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. So just try to really limit the processed foods. Do you think your nutrition plays a role in in your success? 
For sure. For sure. Absolutely. I really didn't even start looking at it till I hit 40. Yeah. Because I just didn't have to worry about it. I really was, I wasn't one of those people who could eat whatever I want, but I could eat almost whatever I wanted. Don't yeah. worry about it too much, you know, because you work out a lot and, you know, you're active. But once, I don't know what, what is up with the four zero number, like <laughs> everything like screeches to a halt and they're like, well, we're not going to burn that as fast as we used to. So, so at 40, you switched how you were eating and mostly yeah, going to less processed food. Was that the big switch for you? Yeah. Well, I used to think, you know, before I started looking into all this, I could just cut out all the carbs and I'd be fine. Mm. Um, and so I kept doing that and then I wasn't losing weight anymore. And I was like, what is going on? Like this used to work. I could just, you know, eat meat and cheese and I would lose weight and all was well. Um, and then that stopped happening. And so then I really had to look at, oh, my nutrition and how much Mm -hmm. fat plays a role and that you actually need the carbs. Well, and especially for someone training like you, um, going no carb for powerlifting training sounds kind of rough. Yeah. I mean, I mostly did that like a few weeks out before, you know, weigh-ins for a competition. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I just, and I just had to learn how to balance it. And so what's your go-to meal for before training or after training? Do you eat before training? No, I'll, I'll have like a protein shake at like three o'clock okay. uh, and then, or two thirty, three o'clock. So I'm at two full. And then, um, that usually powers me through the workout. Um, otherwise I'm starving. Yeah. So. Yeah. I need something. So I usually just do a quick protein shake. Um, and then afterwards, it just depends. Usually, I'm not like um, a great cook okay. by any means, but I can grill. You can grill. I, I love to grill, grill too. So pretty much we live off like grilled chicken or yeah. um, we'll eat some bison, things like that. Yeah. Bison, like ground bison? Ground bison. Yeah, yeah. We don't do ground beef. We do all ground beef. We have this place down in the South called Southern Foods and it's like a home delivery um, uh, company. And so we have like a freezer and they deliver like hormone free chicken and ground okay. bison, all sorts of um, healthier type of meats. Yeah. Um, and so basically we have a huge freezer, but now that my boys are teenagers, we go through that stuff so fast. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> They're so expensive. <laughs> So after workout, we would find you at the grill, grilling up dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, usually a salad and some, some sort of meat. Yeah. And so you think you, do you think that, what are some other things that you think have really played into um, you being able to, well, be you, you know, break these world records. Uh, you have a shirt. Uh-huh. I actually literally just ordered this shirt. The greatness doesn't just happen shirt. I really like that, uh, that thing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I love that. They were actually sold yeah, out in with... any size close to mine. So I just bought a big one. I'll cut it up. Oh, but... <laughs> cool. Yeah, I had one before. My one before that was, um, it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. That's been our gym motto. And it, I have it written on a piece of paper hanging in our gym. And I just look at it when I get frustrated. Yeah. It's not supposed <laughs> because, to be easy. Yeah, so talk to me to about be... greatness doesn't just happen. What are some of the things that you think have helped, you know, get you to the point you are in your lifting career? Well, a lot of it was um, deciding whether I wanted to make this like not just a hobby, but part of my life and who I am. And mm-hmm. so my my day really revolves around it from getting a really good night's sleep. Um, to How much what, do you sleep? Uh, I get eight hours at night and I take a nap during the day. You do? Yes. I am wow. A Huge How believer. do you do that if you're a school teacher? Um, well, I just, it's, I come home and I nap. That's it. You First come home thing, and you I nap. 
I come wow. home, I get 20, 30 minutes in. I just, you have to have like a process, like, um, and you, I have, I have, we have like blackout um, blinds in our bedroom. And okay. so, and then, and then I have an app on my phone that makes a fan noise and I put it near my head. So that's oh. all I, and then you have to get all the way down into what you would wear for sleeping. So I get all the way down to a t-shirt and underwear. Okay. And I set my little, my timer and then I just, I do these like relaxation like techniques and then I'm. Wow. And then you sleep for 20 or 30 minutes and then you get up, get up and you go do your workout. Oh, and I'm ready. Like that nap, like I'm like, I feel fresh, ready to go. I'm a happy person, you know. That sounds fantastic. It's, it's, it's taken a while to get to where I've done that. I've had developed certain habits to make Yeah, that, that sounds like a big routine. But like if we're out, like if we're out like on the weekend at my son's like baseball tournaments at three o'clock, I'll go head out to the car. <laughs> you will. I'll put the seat back and I'll put something over my eyes and turn on my fan app and I'll knock off for 20, 30 minutes. Wow. Now, do you feel, can you, do you start to feel sleepy around that time now? Oh yeah. You I do. Can tell. Like I could tell you when that time is coming for sure. That's it's so like- interesting. Yeah. So I'm sort of a creature of habit. So, cause I like, I eat every two hours. I think that's really important, you know, and I take a nap every single day. Okay. Uh, make sure you get the right nutrition. And then a lot of it's, you know, um, you know, the training, the training is super important, but the training's not only going to be successful as the hours that led up to it, you know, now, not, by, by that, perfect, you mean the nutrition but, and the sleep and all of yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're inspiring me here, Jen. I get no sleep and I work really, I work a lot. And so I'm getting like five, six hours of sleep and I know it's a problem. So I'm going to think of you and I'm going to start sleeping more. Okay. So that's I all also your think it's really, I know, I know, you know, I think it's really important to hear that you've been at this for 20 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I do say powerlifting. It's a, it's a forever sport and it's something cool that you can pick up at any age. Yeah. Um, at any age. They were actually, this was um, many years ago, but in New Zealand, they were doing this study on um, uh, retirees, um, people that were 70 and older, and they put them through um, weight training routine to see yeah. how that would affect their bone density and their health. And it had like amazing results starting at 70. And then these people actually started competing at the world championships and masters. And like New Zealand was like dominating every country in the 70 and older age group. Wow. So, I mean, you really literally can't pick it up anytime. Yeah. You know, have great health benefits, you know, to you, but it's something you can do for, I think, opposed to maybe some sports like CrossFit and things like that. I think mm-hmm. um, it's something that, you know, you choose how many times, I mean, it's a year-round sport, so you choose what competitions you want to do, your training cycles, you can vary those training cycles. So um, it really is literally something you can do for as long as you want. Yeah. Um, so if a woman is listening to this and her curiosity is piqued about powerlifting, what advice do you have? for how to get started? Um, it's always really great if you have someone to do it with you. Um, it's really hard to do by yourself, I feel. Yeah. Um, mostly just for the companionship and the camaraderie. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily for the technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is good if you can find somebody that's um, – not necessarily an online person, but someone that lives near you that knows how to mm-hmm. do it. One of the cool things about powerlifting is most of us, I would say like 95% of us love our sport and we will share and, and, um, 
and talk with you about our sport and, and love doing that. Very approachable. Yeah. Um, so if you can even, you know, you might start with finding if there's a competition near your area and then just showing up and mingling with people. And then, you know, before you know it, you might find someone that's not too far away from you and you can start joining them and get the technique down. I think the technique is probably the most important thing mm-hmm. um, out of all of it. And then um, throwing in a little little advertising here, we do uh, Iron Sisters um, strength camps. Yeah, tell we, us about uh, that. Yeah, we hold it. Um, it changes from year to year, but we hold it all around the United States. And it's kind of like a fun strength um, girls weekend, we kind of call it. Um, and so I do it with myself and Kimberly Wofford, who is mm-hmm. also a very accomplished powerlifter, and um, Frances Manius of Canada, who has um, been a coach and a strength sport advocate. And so we basically do these weekends and come in and we have a really fun dinner Friday night and we spend um, Saturday and Sunday empowering each other and teaching technique and nutrition and um, kind of like the, the right way to do it. Um, and we end up making lifelong friends with like all these great people <laughs> that is fantastic uh where do you have some coming up what, what's coming uh, up in next next year yeah our next one we're really excited because we're partnering with girls who power lift do you know yeah, who they are absolutely um ivy knight um mm-hmm. so she um has the girls who power lift um it's an apparel line but they also do some like um i believe some online coaching and they have a gym in port st Lucie, florida called um iron knight and so we're um in march because we figured it would be like a great vacation yeah <laughs> so the end of march okay um we have that going on and then we have a couple other tentative things we have a website that's um ironsistersusa.com so you can kind of always go on there and see, and see what's going on or, or follow us awesome. on IG. Or, but um, we have our annual one in Canada every year also, which is really big fun. Um, that's always in um, the end of July. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to find myself at one of these this year. That's going to, that's now going to be on my goal list. Uh, I have not made it to one of those yet. So Jen, it's I can't, been, um, really, really fun. I bet it sounds like an amazing weekend. I'm, I always see, you know, you post on Instagram or where I've seen like some videos from it. And I always think that looks, it looks like an amazing environment, like a really, I like, kind of feel like it's going empowering. to camp, you know, like yeah. you went to camp, like you go and you're really nervous because you don't know everyone. And then by the time you leave, like you have like the best friends ever Yeah, and everyone's like, it's just like camp, but anything. with really heavy weights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We can do anything. <laughs> okay, that sounds super fun. Super, super fun. Well, I can't have you on here and not ask you um, some bench pressing advice. Okay, what? Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about what's your best advice for increasing your bench. So somebody is working on increasing their bench. What do you What do you say that can help them? Well, the bench I feel like is like one of the most technical um, of mm-hmm. the three lifts. And having great technique um, makes a gigantic difference. One of the reasons I love working with women is because women are all about learning how to do it. And they're not so worried about, like, pushing up as much weight as possible yeah. in the worst possible way. So I love <laughs> the worst and we do little tweaks and we fix it and it's great. Um, but the biggest thing, like, with, um, you know, most of us have some flexibility, which is good. A lot of people like to say that you're cheat when you're arching, but arching is really hugely important in the bench because it allows you to take your shoulders out of the lift, which a lot of people have shoulder problems anyway. So it's good to do that. And it allows you to work your pectoral muscles, which is what you really want to do when you're benching. A lot of women, they put their hands in super close mm-hmm. um, because their triceps are 
way stronger than their chest. Mm -hmm. So the narrow you get, the more tricep you use, the less um, pecs you use. So normally, like when I'm working with women, I have to move their hands way out and they're super weak. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's because they never work the muscles that they need to. Um, Because your triceps will get like a certain, you'll get certain strength with triceps, but your pecs are a much larger muscle and you get way stronger if you're using the right muscle groups. So I have sort of a little cheat. Um, If you measure your clavicle, like from end to end. Okay. So, you know, one side to the other and you double that distance. That is how far your first fingers should be apart when you grab the barbell. Your first finger. Yeah. Got it. So, and so usually if you can like measure that and then put a measure on the tape bar and then put your fingers where they should belong. And then you kind of look at which finger falls on the ring. Okay. Um, and then you can figure out where your hand placement should be. That's usually the, like the biggest one. Okay. Is that usually, uh, are women usually surprised when you show them where their hands should be that it's, that oh, it's yeah. out so they're much like, further? Yeah. They're like out here. Are, are you sure? Are they out, here? <laughs> out there. <laughs> And so yeah. you said that they typically feel weak there at first, but yeah. then they, yeah, they build it up. You know, right. You haven't been working the proper muscles in the bench. So a lot of times you have to um, be okay being a little, uh, doing a little less weight, but it comes back so quickly when mm-hmm. you start using the right muscles, like you will just get to where you were with your hands enclosed and then power through there in no time. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Give us one more tip. One more bench pressing tip. What do you have for us? Uh, the other thing that most people don't do is l- use their legs. Okay. Le- leg drive is really important. So um, what you want to do is just when you're bringing the bar down, you just want your quads like flexed and tight. And then when you're ready to push it off your chest, you want to um, drive your hips towards the bar using your legs, not have your butt come off. So I always tell people like, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to figure out which direction. Mm -hmm. So if you were just to lay down on the bench with no weight at all and use your legs to slide your head off the bench, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're gonna push your head off the end of the bench, that's the direction or how you want to push with your legs. That's the direction. So So if you do that, if you do that, your butt can't come up. Your butt comes up like when you squeeze your butt muscles together. Right, right, right. Up. So if you're if you're sliding yourself along the bench, you, there's no way your butt can pop up because you're pushing towards the bar. Do you find that that's a pretty easy cue for people to pick up on then? When when you say it that way, can they practice it and, and get it? Uh, they can try. They can try. <laughs> <laughs> they can try. It takes it some practice. It's a good start. It's, it's a, a really good, good start. It's a good yeah, start. At least just engaging the legs in some way. Like usually like after a really big bench workout my um, legs are a little bit sore and my um, traps or excuse me my lats are really sore yeah because when you're throwing the bar from your chest up you use um, back yes so a lot of people don't realize that but you use, I get I get really tight lats and then I get sore legs from the bench press yeah <laughs> absolutely I can tell when I've been benching really well when I, one night I actually had, um, my lats were throbbing. I was laying in bed yes. and I was yep. thinking like, the throw. well, that went really well. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of excited about that. So your coach is your husband, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. How does that work for you? Uh, obviously it's working. You're many yeah, years We had into to this. set some ground rules in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. We had to figure <laughs> out this relationship in the gym. Um, cause he was like, uh, he coached high school wrestling for like 10 years. Okay. Um, and so we had to have like a little, a little, a meeting 
where I'm like, I am not one of your high school wrestlers. I do not like you yelling at me. That does nothing for me. It makes me want to punch you. (laughs) (laughs) I like encouragement (laughs) and rah, rah, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And so does he compete at all or no? Yeah. Yep. He um, He he does does really well in the master's division. Okay. So he's been on a few, um, of course, bench is our thing, you know, so he's been on Mm -hmm. a few um, bench press world teams um, and he was on a a powerlifting um, world masters team also. So, um, and then he also, he's the head coach for the um, bench press team also for um, team USA. So he's uh, got a lot of experience, but he's actually most, I I really sort of overshadow him, but he's. Yeah. I love his Instagram handle. Yeah. He's such a good guy. Like he just Jennifer Thompson's husband. Yeah, that came across because we have this, um, this announcer called Gino powerlifting. I don't know Uh if you're familiar with him, but he's like, he, he's like this six foot four guy. He looks like a big pirate. pirate. uh, Yeah. And so he announces he's a, you know, he's like a really enthusiastic announcer. And so we were at um, bench press nationals. And so Donovan was lifting and I was coaching him. And so, you know, um, we were getting ready to go up. And he says, next up, Jennifer Thompson's husband. And then <laughs> he's like, bars loaded. So, like, I was like, oh, my God. He didn't even use his name. He didn't use He called name. him Jennifer Thompson's <laughs> husband. I'm like, I was like, I'm like, that is terrible. But he ran with it and changed he everything did. to Jennifer Thompson's husband. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, you coach him. When he's lifting, you're his coach. Yep. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. I didn't know that. Switch, switch some roles around. Nice. Do you feel like it helps your lifting to be a coach too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it do definitely, um, I'm way more nervous like when he lifts than when I lift. Cause I feel like I don't have as much, you know, control. Over yeah. the situation. Um, and then I'm real nervous cause you really got to watch the numbers, especially when you get to like a national or world level, like, you know, you're jockeying back and forth and you're putting in numbers and you have to really look at what your competitors are doing. So it's way, way more stressful. But it makes you sort of aware of all those things also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Well, before I let you go, I, I want to, uh, we're going to have a speed round here. You ready? Just a couple of quick questions. What's your favorite place to relax? Oh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. We have a cabin up there. I love it up there. Oh, you do? Nice. Yes. So you're a teacher. Were you a good student? Oh, and I hated school. You hated school. I- yeah, I was an okay student. I tried very hard to be a BC student. Um, school didn't come very easy for me, and I absolutely hated high school. I figured, like, my role in life is to make sure that other kids don't hate high school as much as I do. That's fantastic. Is that why you became a teacher? You're like, I hated that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this better? Well, I actually thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher. I went in. I first thought I was going to be a physical therapist, um, and I volunteered in it, and I just didn't like it at all. Um, and so I thought I really like kids. So I'm going to go into, um, teaching and we, growing up in Michigan, teachers made very good money. Um, it was a great job. And so I went into elementary education thinking I would teach those cute little guys. Um, and then when I graduated, we moved down to North Carolina and the only job openings they had were middle school. So I took it just to have a job and, um, I never left. I loved it. And then over time I got moved up to high school. (laughs) Got it. Got it. So if you yeah. weren't a teacher, what would you do? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I always thought I would, I wish, I wish when I was in school, I had enough confidence to believe that I could be a dentist, oh. but I, um, 
believe it myself. I was very meek. I was very um, shy and scared growing up. Um, powerlifting has really done amazing things for my um, self-image. Um, so I think back, I wish I would have had the confidence to do it because I would have liked to have been. It. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting to me that you say that you were really like meek and shy because when, yeah. when you compete, you have a very distinct style. Like you, oh, you yeah. finish, <laughs> you're not, you don't just like finish and stand up. Like you stand up, you jump up on that bench and you're flexing and, you know, uh-huh. screaming and high-fiving everybody. You don't, you don't appear shy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't come that way. <laughs> You didn't come that way. That was, that that was through the powerlifting. I love that. Uh-huh. I really, I, I really do. Okay. So you inspire a lot of people, clearly. Who inspires you? Um, it's going to sound stupid, but my husband really does. Um, yeah. he, he just, he takes care of everybody and puts himself last and really works hard at not only doing the right thing, but making other sure other people are doing the right thing. And he won't go with the flow if he doesn't think it's right. He will stand up for what he feels is right. And he's so stinking smart. Like he can back up his reasons why like in a second. So I really, I do, I do admire him. And then I have some female um, athletes that I admire also. Um, I really love um, Dana Lynn Bailey. Yeah. I do. I don't know if you know who she is. I do. Her um, gym's not too far from where I live, actually. When you were there lifting, I was out of town. Yeah. I was really fast. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like her story. Yeah. I love what she's done with herself and what she's made out of what she had. I really yeah. just to look at where they came and where they are now. And I love that they refuse to sell out is what I really love about her. And some of it is her and her husband, Rob, sort of remind me of of myself and my husband. So maybe that's why, but I just oh, love that really nice. they're not willing to sell out to a big um, company to, you know, try to profit more money. They have things they want to go and they stick with their plan. And they say, if it can go this way, I can make it better. And I just think that's great too. That's fantastic. Okay. Last question. What's a favorite word? Oh, I say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not expect that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna have some big inspirational word when you took that breath the way you said it when you're like, oh, I thought you're <laughs> all right, we'll go with it. <laughs> all right. It's Jen, a powerful where... word, man. <laughs> it makes people swing their head around and, and listen. I, I, and I wish I I I love people. There's like there's an art form of swearing. I don't have it, but some people do, and I just love it. <laughs> you are surprising me here a lot today. Uh... So <laughs> so if people are looking to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, let's see. We're on Instagram, Jen Thompson, one thirty two, And then po- uh, Facebook is one gen- or one thirty two pounds of power. And um, we have YouTube. We have a Thompson's gym YouTube. And then I have my own YouTube, which is 132 pounds of power. And then we just started. Um, do you know what Twitch TV is? Yes. Have you heard of Twitch? Uh, yes, I have heard of Twitch. Okay. So we just started. Um, streaming our workouts on twitch okay which has been pretty fun it's a free thing it's actually more known for like gaming sites Mm -hmm. but there's this whole fitness part that's developing now okay and it's pretty cool um because you can watch it at home and then type in answers and then they answer oh and then um i can after we're done filming i can download it and put it on youtube 
so um, we picked different workouts that we twitch um, as uh, twitch.tv slash Jen Thompson 132. And so like I, I'll announce like when we're going to twitch a workout. And so you can pull it up and watch it. And then you can be like, oh, why are you doing that? Or have you ever tried this? Or I have this problem. What do you think about it? And we can answer you on camera. Okay. That's fantastic. It's so cool. That's yeah, really cool. I will check that out for sure. Yeah, well, I've been having fun. With <laughs> thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful having you on as a guest. And what's coming up next for you as far as lifting? Oh, we've got the Arnold Classic coming up, which is um, always the first weekend in March. Um, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's big mm-hmm. um, event he has in Columbus, Ohio every year. Um, if you've never been, it is quite an experience. Yeah. <laughs> they have every sport under the sun, and it's uh, tons of people um, that come. So I have two events. I'm lifting in the um, SBD um, Grand Prix which is um, like the top athletes competing against each other on the stage in the expo um, on the rogue stage. And then, um, then a couple hours after that, I'm going to do the bench press one. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, not that yeah. you need it, but best of luck to you there. Well, you can never not have enough of that. I feel like, <laughs> like no one ever says like, I don't need luck. Yeah. Well, I guess they do, but I think they're foolish. But you, but you wouldn't say it. <laughs> no, you can always That wraps it up for this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. A couple of things. If you enjoyed the episode, if you learned something, if you found value in it, go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, it would mean a great deal to me if you would give me a five-star rating and leave a comment. It helps so that other people can hear this episode. Got a lot of great guests coming up in the near future. So hope you'll be here to hear them.